The Midwife Crisis Podcast will touch on sensitive topics regarding the human body, sexuality, pregnancy, and all aspects of women's health care, and it may not be suitable for all listeners. I'm PR. And I'm Kate. And this is the Midwife Crisis Podcast, Microsode, the podcast where you learn it's not just about you. This is where we answer listener emails, readdress previous episodes, and importantly, share our self-care. Today, we have a very interesting question from a listener on our Instagram. They ask, hi, I would like to begin carrying pads, which we had a guest, Alvin, who is a midwifery student, who uh, in the course of conversation told us that he carries sanitizer, wipes, surface wipes, and feminine products, uh, feminine sanitary products in his backpack. So anyways, um, this person has no idea where to begin. Help, please. Uh, This may not have made, that conversation that we had with Alvin, I don't think it was in the actual episode, but he's going to be an extraordinary midwife who is very considerate of the goodies that he carries and who he can help with them, and that includes period products. Absolutely. So first of all, I love this so much. Um, Some of you may have also seen there's a video being shared on social media of a cisgender male who has a basket of period products at his apartment. And um, he sort of talks about how he wants to be prepared for people who bleed um, when they're in his home. He wants them to feel comfortable. Um, And I say people who bleed because more and more we're finally making space for people to affirm their genders, right? So you may not just have a female friend, um, but you may have a male friend or a non-binary friend who bleeds and maybe you don't even know you know if someone's been on tea for a long time you know and let's say they've had top surgery you might not even realize when you're hanging out with them that um, this person at birth you know was assigned a different gender than how they um, you know how they actually are Mm -hmm. so um you know, I have to say, I think that's really wonderful. And additionally, as someone who bleeds and has PCOS, which anyone out there who has PCOS or polycystic ovaries, you know, you can't always predict when your bleeding is going to happen. And when you're not expecting outflow, she always comes knocking and it can be (laughs) totally distressing. Um, So this talk about how we can be prepared and help other people, give them a little, you know, helping hands, I think is beautiful. And these are simple ways to just be inclusive to everyone. Um, All of the populations that she was, that Kate was mentioning just a minute ago. Um, So we're just going to go through some, some items. And if you would just be considerate and have a few on hand. Um, I remember when my mom went through menopause and I was in need of some products and I said, well, she was a tampon kind of gal. And I was like, do you have any? And she was like, girl, what for? I don't need that anymore. <laughs> and I was thinking, because you have daughters and mm-hmm. we need stuff sometimes. And she said, Mm-mm, all gone. My mother is a purger. <laughs> just, 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 I'm just saying. So uh, let's talk about some of the type of products, types of products that we kind of take advantage, take, um, not advantage. I'm thinking, I have to think in English. We assume that people are aware of or know how to use or whatever. And mm-hmm. so we want to just go over everything, even the obvious. I want to talk about how far we've come because when I, when I got my period, um, people were using belts mm. and pads. And there was a little belt and you take a safety pin and you pin the pad to the belt 
and you put it on around your waist and whatever all it was, I said, I can't do this. I can't do it. I just don't, I can't do it. And, um, and so then my mom was like, well, here are some pads. Mm -hmm. And then there were some pads with wings Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I was just like, how about a tampon? <laughs> how about I just hide it? Um, so, yeah, I think that that's important. We, we've we come a long way. And, you know, my mother is talking about back in the day when they had to use like little pieces of cut up rag and then you'd wash it out and right. you'd reuse it. Right. And, um, you know, she's like, it's it's things are nice now that you can just tape this into your underwear. And I thought. It's a diaper and I don't want it. Can you please help me? And things are nice now here. You know, not everywhere in the world do people have access to um, clean running water, let alone any kind of products, especially, I mean, definitely no, you know, disposable products. And so for some um, people who bleed, they can't even go to school or they can't go to work or, you know, leave their house because they don't have the ability to um, to be able to bleed and be out in the world, you know. Um, And I think that just is a side note, but should also no. That's important. Have everyone be aware that that's a real thing. It's sort of it's sort of a luxury, and and of course we get taxed for it like it's a luxury. Yeah. Man, what is that? That I, pink tax? Like, yeah, I don't think we should be taxed for that nor toilet paper. But anyway, um, yeah. I saw a documentary not long ago where they went into a community in uh, I want to say it was India. Forgive me if I'm. Um, if I'm mistaken on that. And the women, they were talking to them about using um, sort of um, hygiene products and they were just kind of giggly and mm-hmm. embarrassed. And, and these are women who, I, my understanding, had been using cloths mm-hmm. and washing the cloth or not not participating in activities of daily living mm-hmm. or like going to school and that kind of thing because when they had their period, they weren't allowed. They had to kind of be in hiding a little bit. And so... Once they got the hang of it, they were it was sort of a success story on introducing them to these products. And they were just yeah. like, we can do things. We can go places. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was Let really... me side note say, too, that people um, associate a lot of times um, menstrual blood as being really dirty. And yeah. it's not. Guess what? The inside of your uterus is sterile. So yeah. it's it's sterile and it's it's. And some know. of that has to do with culture and yeah. and religious beliefs as yeah, well. Yeah, absolutely, which, you know, I, I can't specifically speak to in my own. But I just know that it's something that people get embarrassed about, and, and you don't need to be. The, if you, if you would this, like to be, that's fine, but you don't need to be. To this day, people are embarrassed to yeah. talk about that kind of stuff. If you just are in mixed company and yeah. a conversation, some folks are very comfortable mm-hmm. and others are like what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Like, we let's change the subject already. <laughs> um, I discussed a little bit about, you know, panty liners and pads and overnight pads. Now there is a plethora, as um, my young nephew used to like to say, um, of products that you can use that are satisfactory. And as Kate pointed out, in this country, yes, there is a plethora of all kinds of options. So if you're a heavy bleeder, you can put on an overnight pad Mm -hmm. that kind of goes up your backside if you use pads. Some folks have to use tampons and pads Mm -hmm. because of their flow. Some folks just use panty liners Mm -hmm. because they have a really light flow, just naturally so, or because they are using perhaps a hormone uh, long-acting 
um, contraception, and so they don't have much bleeding or any bleeding at all. Mm-hmm. Some have wings, which kind of like helps them stay in place and kind of covers over the side of your um, underwear. Um, you know, I, one thing I will say is you don't need anything scented. No, ma'am. No. If you feel like you need a scent to counteract your scent, you should go to your healthcare provider because you probably have a little overgrowth of bacteria or something. Blood in general, like it's blood, you know? So when it oxidizes, when it hits the air, it's going to be, you know, a little more fragrant. But, um, you know, you shouldn't use anything that has, um, you know, like a scent to it. Sometimes um, it's you might find yourself in a situation where you haven't been able to change for a long period because of work or school or whatever. And it's really important at that point to address that issue. That's part of Mm self-care. And so sometimes you will notice, probably you before other people, that there's some kind of a scent that Mm -hmm. anyone who has a period might be able to identify as smell period. And that is one thing I, you know, I always was frustrated in school when like a teacher would not allow someone to go to the bathroom. It's like, Okay, but you can't do that because what if you have like diarrhea or what if you're like, oh, my God, I feel my period coming. And if I keep sitting here, I'm going to bleed through my pants. Like it's and it's not you're you're not to be judge and jury. And now I'm not saying people weren't naughty in the bathroom because I'm sure they were. But I mean, I think it it needs to not be a big deal. Yeah, I can't believe that it is still a big deal in certain. I remember it being a big deal places. Yeah, Um, I went to an all girls um, high school, and so it really wasn't. It, naughty things were going on in the bathroom, but you had no problem getting there if you needed <laughs> to get there because I think it's because we were all, um, it was all female. I still, I still remember as a freshman in high school, my last class of the day was science, and I remember I left like a little early, like the bell went off at like 2 15 or whatever and I left at like 2 12 because I was like I have to go like change my tampon Mm -hmm. and the next day in front of my whole class my science teacher was like and Amanda's got a detention today for leaving class like three minutes early or whatever and I was like I had my period did you say that yeah oh yeah for sure I did and you know you could see him just stick his foot right in his mouth like First of all, wow! <laughs> I dare you. I That's dare you. Great. I'm and, on my and menses. You, and you were brave. <laughs> yeah. Well, of course I was. I was me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so um, for our lovely listener, I think a simple, moderate, middle of the ground cotton pad is is a great little little thing to have. And it's, pre- it's pretty approachable for anyone. For sure. Anyone's going to be thankful for that. Yeah. They'll be grateful just to be able to um, catch the flow. Totally. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we kind of are, we already talked about tampons a little bit, but I just wanted to mention a little bit more about tampons. So tampons, you know, for people who may or may not know, are like a little piece of cotton that you put um, into your vagina and you stick it up sort of far, I would say pretty close to your cervix. Um, and they come in different types. So like when I was growing up in my house, we always had OB tampons, which were just mm-hmm. a little like just the tampon. There was no applicator. So I remember when I would go to like a, a friend's house and need a tampon, I'd be like, what am I supposed to do with this? Because why is it so long? You know, <laughs> because I'd look at the tampon and be like, what is in here? Um, and so the applicator is in order to help people because sometimes if you're not having a heavy flow, you know, you can meet a little resistance sometimes with the just mm-hmm. cotton. Um, and, you know, sometimes on those types of tampons, the way that they sort of expand is different. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that they're easier just to get in um, with an applicator. And, 
you know, there's two different types of applicators. There's like a cardboard applicator. There's a plastic applicator. And then there's also actually something that's around now, which I think is so cool, which is a reusable applicator. Mm. Um, so it's just like something you, you have to help you, you know, get the tampon where it needs to go. You know, personally, I always found that my vagina wasn't a perfectly straight line to my mm-hmm. cervix. And so for me, it was more hassle because I'd end up having to use my finger anyway. So I was mm-hmm. like, might as well just wash my hands and just use my finger. And then also, it's so tiny. Just mm. a teeny, tiny little thing teeny, that you can just tiny. palm in your pocket if you are feeling like you don't and want to announce to the world yeah. right, that you have your period. So. And tampons also come in different strengths and flow strengths. And the really important thing about tampons to remember is that you want to go with the lowest absorbency that you can. Yes. Um, because should you choose a really high absorbency when your flow is not really heavy, um, you know, that extra absorption can make you sick, something that people sometimes think of, um, toxic shock syndrome. So mm-hmm. it's actually quite rare. We really don't see yeah, it a lot. It is very rare. I can tell you that because I, how many times have you seen someone who left a tampon and didn't know it and you to retrieve it, right? And, and yeah, they're fine. And they were afraid they were going to get <laughs> toxic shock. Right. And no, most... Basically, what they got was a stinky tampon (laughs) removed (laughs) from their vagina. Exactly. But um, so that's a little bit about tampons. So I would say as an approachable person who wants to have some products, those are probably the easiest to just kind of have around would be like a kind of average tampon, an average pad. um, You're not trying to supply your guests with every single option. Exactly. Um, I have to give props to my mom because when I decided I wanted to use a tampon, I said, I don't know how this works. And she Mm. said, all right, I'm going to show you. Except she didn't have her period. And so she put it in and I'm like looking closely. And she and I was like, okay. She's like, okay, now you try it. And and I like, I can't get it. I need to see it again. Mm. So she pulls it out (laughs) and she puts in another one. Oh, my God. Um, And I, I was like, I'm not getting it. I don't know. It's just not working. I can't get it in. And I, it was really important for me for this particular incident. I was going to be in a in a bathing suit, a mm-hmm. swimsuit fashion mm-hmm. show. And I was modeling a bikini and I had my period. And so I said, I cannot go in there with whatever. One more time, she took it oh. out and she put it in. And she was like, I, if you can't get it, I'm not going to be able to do this again because mm-hmm. I don't even have my period. This thing is so dry. It, you know, she's not a medical person. It didn't occur to her that maybe some lubricant would yeah. help. Well, Vaseline and or something. She was like, I- "I'm I'm dying here," and so I I want to give her some applause because she tried um, really hard. When I finally did get to do it, it I put it in and I was like, "I got it in," and I thought, "Why would people want to wear this? It's so uncomfortable." It wasn't all the way in. Yeah, it was yeah. only halfway in, and it was like, "Oh my goodness, this is killing me." Why? I don't even understand why. Mm-hmm. She likes this. Why anybody who uses this likes it. And so then I, th- I went, did it again, and still it wasn't in far enough. Mm-hmm. And a friend of mine, I said, I'm so uncomfortable. And she says, why? And I said, this tampon situation. And she was like, what do you mean? What tampon situation? I said, it just hurts every step I take. She said, it's not all the way in. Push it in. <laughs> Go push it in. Right. And um, and I did. And it was like magic yeah. after that. Yeah. And so, um, and then I was a tampon girl. And I know that for some people who've never used one, I you know, and I have patients of all ages that come in and they're like, oh, I haven't been, ever been able to. Um, try just with your finger first. Like mm-hmm. wash your hands, 
and then just try to insert your finger. Because again, maybe it's just that funky angle. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something where it's getting caught up and you don't realize it's not in all the way. So, right. so you know, it's just like everything. It's a little bit about getting to know your own anatomy. Um, but you will get there if you want to. And I was trying to go straight. And my anatomy is such that my uterus is retroverted. Mm-hmm. So I needed to go in and at, ang- yep. at an angle. And that made it, when I, once I figured that out also, it made it much easier. But I remember teaching uh, my daughter... And saying to her, well, this is what we're going to do first. And I had her look at herself and all that. And then I said, let's just put some lubricant mm-hmm. and then and now. Mm-hmm. And like magic. She was like, oh, yeah. And then I said to her, do you still need to use lubricant subsequently? Mm. And she was like, no, no, no. I know what I'm doing. I'm fine. Yeah. I'm fine. And so uh, it was just that initial time of trying to get it in. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope she doesn't mind that I'm sharing <laughs> that. But anyways, she's good. So we're going to talk a little bit about some of the other really cool period products that are out there. Oh, but before we do, let's talk about period panties. Yeah. Because that is the pair of panties that you have that you use when you have your period. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's an old ratty pair that used to be sexy, Mm -hmm. but now are you don't want anyone to see. Um, Or maybe it isn't. Maybe it's just a a pair of panties that you have that you're like, okay, these are my ugly ones compared to all the others. So you're (laughs) going to have to be the period panties. Um, or it may be that they're dark, so they don't show blood. Or maybe it's have, the fit. Like if you're going to wear a pad, you want like a little bit of a you snugger, want a snugger fit. fit. Yeah, sure. And so it, it, people, everyone who people don't discuss having period panties, but we had period panties, mm. and so mm-hmm. it's a cool thing. That's the best. You don't <laughs> ruin your whole all of your clothes and your underwear and everything so else by just being random. And before we get into the other. Um, the other methods, I, the other supplies, I wanted to know what you think about free bleeding. Oh, yeah. So um, I think it's super interesting. I think it um, so free bleeding is just basically where you just, you know, wear anything. You're just like, this is what I got working with and I'm just letting myself bleed. And, you know, I think um, I think it's whatever people are comfortable doing. You know, for me, I think it would drive me crazy. Like my only association with that is um, when my water was broken for like 30 hours and I was just leaking constantly and I just felt wet all the time. So I think that would drive me bananas personally. But I think the importance of visibility and the importance of showing like I am a person who bleeds. This is normal. This is not gross. And mm-hmm. you can suck it is mm-hmm. awesome. I think the thing that troubles me most about it is um, I have a thing about ruining my clothes. Mm. So I don't like grease on my clothes. I don't, yeah. When I drop food and it's greasy and I can't get the stain out, I'm like, and then I just toss that aside. Mm. So, you, so you'd be throwing away a lot of clothes. So yeah, I'd be throwing away <laughs> a lot of clothes. And that fr- really, I feel like it's personal preference. Whatever you want to do mm-hmm. is whatever you want to do. Yeah. But um, I don't I don't like ruining clothes. And um, if you have to, you have to sit on furniture and stuff. And so you're kind of yeah. leaving a little of yourself behind. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Um. Did you want to talk about like menstrual cups and sure, stuff like that? Sure, sure. Menstrual cups, like like my diaphragm that I used once as a menstrual cup. Listen, works, makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, this is awesome. It's catching all my my flow, and and I'm gonna have sex actually 
because I feel like it and I don't and it's nothing's coming out down there. I thought it was the bomb. I didn't I didn't use it for what it was its purpose because I had an IUD, but And actually now they make menstrual discs which are very similar to a, to diaphragm. a diaphragm. It basically just has sort of a more rigid ring and a little sort of like cup shape underneath it that goes, goes over your over cervix, cervix and is no suction and you can wear it to have sex and you know something, you know that that people sometimes again are weird about is if they have their period, they're like, oh, I can't have sex, but right. you can. You can if Sometimes you want it's to. better. There's some research that says that you know, if you have sex on your period, it can help alleviate cramps if you have an orgasm, stuff like that. So, like, I don't know, like, to each their own. It is to each their own. Yeah. Don't ruin my sheets. <laughs> That's true. Okay. I just that I just have a thing. Here we go again with the stains. But yeah, it is to each their own. And I, I know someone who was always, she said it was great. She mm-hmm. was always engaging in menstrual intercourse. And so yeah. um, if that's your thing, that's your thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and if the sheet stains are your thing too, that's your thing. But, <laughs> but it's not my thing. Um, menstrual cups are um, chalice shaped like a like a chalice, like in church, like a wine glass, <laughs> yeah, like, a wine like glass. the little glass. Um, silicone base, and they work by creating suction in the vagina. So they don't go all the way up, like the diaphragm or the menstrual disc or the tampon. So, um, and that's how they stay in. And that's how I've had to remove them from some people (laughs) because they just couldn't, they were stemless, the ones that they Mm -hmm. use. So if you don't have a stem, you have nothing to grab on. You Mm got to break suction and they couldn't break the suction. Well, it's slippery usually. Right. The vacuum suction. Um, so that that's a plug for stemless for stemmed versus not, mm-hmm. um, and it can be great for any flow if you're just having a little bit, or for heavy flow, or if you want to know how much you're bleeding. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially sometimes you have that discussion with your provider, like, do you are you heavy? Do you bleed heavily, or do you just bleed a little bit? Um, that's a way of kind of catching it and monitoring it, and mm-hmm. you don't have to save it or anything like that. Um, and then you just kind of wash it when you're done. Just kind of soap it up and wash it and let it hang. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah. I went to someone's house recently. It was in the shower. <laughs> and I was like. Uh. That was totally where I would also take mine out and clean it and, and then put it, it back. Yeah. Dry. Just like whatever. One time. Um, I might have already said this on the podcast. But one time I had one in the, its little bag. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, in case my period comes. And I stuck it in my scrubs um, oh. at the hospital. And then I put my scrubs in the scrub machine and I was like oh no my menstrual cup was in there <laughs> and I'm sure whoever works in the laundry of the hospital was like what the actual hell when they pulled out my, <laughs> right. when they pulled out my menstrual especially cup especially if they're not familiar with it I didn't like, I didn't call down and try to retrieve it I just I cut my losses oh wow <laughs> you didn't call back and say hey I lost something very valuable in my scrubs do you mind having a look no no um, and I will just say for me personally I found that once I got really comfortable with them and there is a learning curve so I usually tell people if you want to learn how to use a menstrual cup do it like at, when you're hanging around at home so that if you have a little leak or something mm-hmm. you're not like oh god I'm at church or right, whatever right right um I didn't like the stem because I felt like it like almost would rub like near my labia and mm-hmm. I was like nope so I cut that shiz right off and oh cool but I think as a as you know a midwife and a who's more, comfortable right exactly and, and, yeah I could really get in there I was like it's not going anywhere and all of these things I will tell you there's there it's a dead end in there so don't be scared that you're going to put something up and it's never going to wind up in your chest right right that's that's not going to happen exactly yeah it's it's it ends blindly and so you can't that's not even possible 
Right. The only thing that can get past there is sperm. <laughs> so true. So true. Um, and so, and we already sort of talked about the menstrual disc. So then the, the last um, sort of item that, again, is not super widely used, but something that some people do like is um, sea sponges, or like it's called mm-hmm. like a natural sea sponge, which mm-hmm. is literally what it sounds like. It's a sponge that you stick up in your vagina and it absorbs the blood and you can rinse it and reuse it. And, you know, a lot of these methods, I think people are approaching. Um, how can we be better for the environment? Because, you know, like as I was a cloth diaper mom and I remember realizing, yeah, I remember realizing afterwards, like I'm trying so hard not to like be putting lots of diapers into the earth because that was my own personal journey Mm -hmm. that I needed to do. And I was like, and every time I put a panty liner or a pad, it's like a diaper. It is exactly the same thing. It's like a diaper. And so I started experimenting with alternate options. And that also brings us to very cool period underwear and period shorts and all these absorbent materials like um, different brands thinks. If you want to sponsor us, I will take a million pairs of those <laughs> sleep shorts because I love them. Um, but there's all different kinds of brands. And and it's basically super thin, absorbent um, material that's in your underwear. So then you don't have to worry about your period underwear because these right. are your period these underwear. These are your period underwear. And then you wash them. You throw them in the washing machine like no big, no, no biggie. That's no awesome. harm, no foul. Thanks for remembering to mention that. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's really cool. Um, as an answer to our, um, to our, our friend that wants to be able to support women or people who bleed in this capacity, you don't have to go buy a, a sponge or, <laughs> or have uh, cups. Multiple size cups, menstrual cups. <laughs> yeah, or d- menstrual discs in your in your armamentum. But just oh like God. a couple of uh, pads and a couple of tampons would be really helpful um, if someone if that is you know a situation that you might run into. This just made me think of the movie. Um, I think it's like late '90s or early 2000s called Can't Hardly Wait, and it's about like a graduation party. And the Seth Green character has this backpack he wears the whole time, and he gets locked in a bathroom. And you find out in the backpack is just all sex stuff. It's like <laughs> a thousand different types of condoms, lubes, like a French tickler, a, a vibrator, oh like all, it's just goodness. like a full like backpack full of sex stuff. So I now imagining this listener with a backpack just like exploding with yeah. every menstrual thing. You don't want to displace what you need in your backpack <laughs> right. in, in support of us, of all of us types. Um, but just, yeah, just like our friend Alvin, just a couple of things mm-hmm. um, that are handy to just sort and of And I'm also going to say this one thing, a trash can with a lid in your bathroom. Yeah. That would be fabulous because, you know, again, as someone who's bleeding and is maybe embarrassed or at like a bachelor pad and they're like, what the heck do I do with my pad or whatever? You know, like that is a big Waste thing Waste more too. paper and roll it all up. Right. That's what I you're mean, basically doing when you have an open can. Yeah. You and don't you, want people and you definitely that. don't want to flush it. Do yeah, not, do no. not flush a menstrual don't flush pad. It. Don't flush it even once because you don't know how many people before you may have had the same idea. And the next thing you know, that mm-hmm. person's going to have a blood toilet. Oh, my God. That's like that SNL <laughs> skit with Adam Driver and the sleepover with the girls. And you find out like oh, all yes. the girls have been flushing their pads. Yes. And the toilet stopped up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was... Um, <laughs> And the perpetrator was n- not not yep. implying that yep. they were the perpetrator. Exactly. That was a funny. Oh, that God. was a funny skit. Okay. Well, that is about it. For... I feel like that was pretty good. That was yeah. a good little overview. Really quickly, I want to know when your daughter got her period. Did you like celebrate? Like, was it? Did you make we it did. a little period party? We did, and that is yeah. I, we did have. Um, I 
got her gifts. My sister also, who's younger than I am, mm-hmm. I got gifts for her. But I wanted it to be very different than the reception that I got when yeah. I got my period, which was not so favorable. Yeah. And it wasn't my fault. It was it, it was due. It was overdue. Yeah. But um, no, when my daughter, I was like, this is awesome. And we did have our own little celebration with some um, small gifts and like, I don't even remember if it was ice cream or what it was. But I love that so much. It, yeah, no, it makes me so happy. That's really, I think that that's really important because this is celebrating that person's transition. Mm-hmm. And so um, whoever the person is and uh, it's something that's happening to you. And even if you are a person who wishes they didn't have that happen and, and really doesn't feel like they are um, of the female persuasion, it's still it's it's a celebration because you you are progressing physiologically and mm-hmm. you can ch- make changes to be who you really are but it's not yeah. it's not a curse and i do want to give a shout out to my sister who was there when i got my period because she it was she was just begrudgingly had to be there like I was like oh my god because if for again if you're a person who doesn't bleed you may not realize that when you first get your period it's not necessarily bright red mm-hmm. obvious so it was like kind of like brownish and I was like what's happening because I knew a period was going to be blood and mm-hmm. I was like what is this weird sludge and right. she was like oh all right it's your period and <laughs> she's like here's a pad and I'm like and she I remember her handing it to me and I was kind of like looking at it and she was like all right. And she like unfolded it and helped me like line it up in my mm-hmm. underwear, you know, and that's that's huge. That's so important, you know, because you need someone to kind of show you the ropes and and shout out. Love you. Love you, Emily. Yeah. To be so. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> yeah. To be celebratory is really important, I think, just because it has so many. The period has so many negative connotations throughout our society and other parts of the world. So absolutely. Um, it makes us who we are. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about um, self-care corner. How have we shown ourselves love in the past few weeks? Yeah. So um, I think for me, I talked uh, on one of our other microsodes about kind of coming to terms with a lot of my anxiety issues and mm-hmm. focusing on that and getting You know, I'd already been doing therapy, getting medicated and how wonderful that was for me. Um, I'm going to say coming to terms with things that have been previously uncomfortable and being okay with it. Mm -hmm. So um, I've allowed myself to like let go of some relationships and some associations that I'd been in that like never sat right. Um, And some that I've been kind of struggling with. And one Mm. that just came up, and I will just briefly, you know, touch on it. I had been talking a little bit about, um, I've talked before about how I love music. I go to a lot of concerts, Mm -hmm. and that's usually my stress relief. And so obviously during the pandemic, um, there hasn't really been that. Um, And I've been very close to, you know, always the band Hanson. But what I found was during the pandemic and during, um, you know, sort of the other, you know, the social justice pandemic mm-hmm. that we talk about as mm-hmm. well, um, I found myself a little disappointed in their um, lack of overwhelming support mm. um, for either for cause. For the two pandemics. Right. And, and there are more pandemics, but these two are Right, because they right were now. very huge to me. Mm. Um, and so for the first time in a long time, it didn't align, and it was really, really hard for me to let go of that. And it's been like wow. almost a year where I haven't really listened to their music because 
it just hasn't sat, I don't feel like it. And it doesn't mean the same as it did once to me. And um, having to sort of let go of that has been really scary Mm -hmm. um, because it's been a part of who I I am. Since you were young. Yeah. And you've been, I don't know if you want to share that you've been sort of prior to this, you were going to... Tons of concerts all over the world. Um, Yeah, yeah, I have one that I actually paid for before the pandemic, so I will still go to that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I have friends and I have relationships and and I realize that those can still exist Mm -hmm. and I can still appreciate it and be involved in some ways. But I don't need to be as deeply in it as I was because it it just doesn't work for me anymore. Mm. So realizing that something doesn't work for me, even though it's scary and kind of working through that is good. And, And shout out to all the amazing bands and, you know, artists out there mm-hmm. who have been so supportive to all these incredibly important movements, including, you know, now, um, you know, supporting uh, the Asian population. Mm-hmm. Because I think if you have a voice and you have the privilege, you have to use you it. Have to use I'm it. sorry, I do. So I agree. That's part of, um, you know, someone said to me, I have a really good friend who always says to me, and she taught this to her children to those to whom much is given, much is expected. Mm-hmm. And so um, why would you not, why would you not stand up for all of these people and these issues? Well, I think there's this big movement where people think that those things are political. And again, I think that's where the problem lies from mm. because it's not political, it's humanitarian. It is, it's about humans. Yeah, and honestly, nature. you know, not to harp on Hanson, but, but they're a band that, always talks about how they were brought up on like 60s you know pop music and Mm -hmm. they talk about Chuck Berry and Mm -hmm. like the Jackson 5 and all these influential artists in their lives you know they do a cover of um, Chain of Fools and like all these beautiful strong black people that have helped them get where they are sure and I haven't seen a big support for Black Lives Matter and it's Mm -hmm. so that just was the piece that I was like Ooh, yeah, that is a disconnect. So um, anyway, we'll see. Maybe they'll come around. But um, for now, I know it's not working. So that's well, it. I appreciate you. Appreciate you for sharing that and for um, and for maturing mm-hmm. <laughs> and for maturing. Um, I my uh, self care has been. Um, this is something that my th- my therapist taught me, and I'm. I'm going to give a shout out to therapists. Yes, I am a woman of color who sees a therapist. And I think that that's really important. It makes my life better and Mm -hmm. happier and lighter. And um, I constantly encourage people to do it if you have issues in your life that that are weighing you down. But she taught me something. uh, And I have to give a shout out to a friend. Her daughter is um, just found out that she got matched. Well, a shout out to her daughter. Um, to a program in New York, and she's going to be a psychiatrist. And I think it's really important that people see folks that look like themselves Mm -hmm. um, as their as their care providers. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's a that's a big deal. You know, it's not sexy like some of the other specialties. Yeah. But I think she's going to do really good work. And especially as a woman of color. Yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations, Alex. Um, so my thing is the container. And so um, she, my therapist taught me that there's a way of when you can't confront, we can't confront every issue that's bothering us in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, usually we say pick your spots, but even just as good or better than picking your spots is to put it in the container. Mm-hmm. And so I conjured up in my head this container 
Um, it's very beautiful and it's lined and it's, you know, the top lid is painted, something that open and clo- opens and closes and you can put a lock on it. But it also has a spigot so that you can let some things out a little bit at the, your own pace if you'd like to release anything. And so when I can't get into a fight with someone about something or they don't understand what I'm trying to do and it's making me anxious or upset or, or if it's some historical issue that happened to me that I'm, you know, that's I'm flashing back on or, and I can't deal with it because I'm in the middle of seeing a patient or whatever, I put it in the container. Mm. Put it in the container and close the lid some things are huge you you have they have to be dealt with with help Mm -hmm. and other things are just really tiny just like that's an that's a nuisance and people say you're so chill because I put it in the container Mm. I'll get back to it later and I might have to get back to you later too (laughs) (laughs) but for now it's in there and it's safe and it isn't forgotten and it but it isn't also causing me any kind of burden in that moment that is huge. I'm literally going to use that. So thank you so much for sharing because <laughs> that is brilliant. Yeah. And so, you, you know, you just kind of in your head conjure up what that container looks like. And mm-hmm. I have a really beautiful one. It's wood. It's heavy wood. And in my mind, and that's where my stuff goes because it's important stuff. It's not just some flimsy little box. Mm-hmm. It's something beautiful where I'm going to store good, bad, and ugly Um, in that little space and I can go back and visit it later. So that's, that's been my self-care. I've been working hard on my container this week and on addressing, you know, issues um, by putting them in the container. Amazing. Love it. Well, it's been great being with you guys again. Um, We'd like to thank Baobab Tree Studios, our friends, family, and all of you who make this podcast possible. Please be sure to subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, Android, and our Heart Radio, or wherever you listen. Like and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the Midwife Crisis Podcast, or email us at midwifecrisispodcast at gmail.com. Until the next time. For those about to bleed, we salute you. And for those who are no longer bleeding, hallelujah. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Adios. <laughs>